What is up, Next Level fam? Thank you so much for joining another episode of Health Explained. I'm your host, Alexis Smith, and today we'll be discussing treatment and prevention of sprains and strains. I have Next Level Provider Lead and Doctor of Chiropractor Nurse Practitioner Steve Mack back with me again today to talk about muscle strains and sprains. First of all, thanks so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me again. Absolutely. So I was hoping you would start by just telling our listeners a little bit about you and your background, especially in chiropractic medicine. Well, yeah. I mean, I I, I think it's important to kind of help people understand. I mean, there's there's different opinions about chiropractic, especially in different regions in the country. And I'm a, I'm from California, so there's a different perspective about chiro- chiropractic there than it is here. Um, now, my my interest in chiropractic is about the philosophy, right? Okay. And the philosophy of chiropractic generally is treat, treating the patient. And I, you know, chiropractors treat lots of things that MDs treat. We just do it differently and, and with different modalities, right? But the but the main function is to find the cause of the problem versus managing the symptom. Right. And that is what I liked about it more than anything. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the philosophy, removing the body's interference to the body being able to heal itself. Um, so I've practiced chiropractic for... Yeah, I'm still a chiropractor, so I would say I've, I've been a chiropractor for 20 years. Wow. And it's awesome because marrying nurse practitioner and chiropractic is probably the best mix that you could probably ask for, right? Yeah. Because there's certain things that chiropractors can't do. There's certain things that NPs don't do. And being able to have the perspective to marry the two is really a match made in heaven as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I'm sure that you've seen quite a few muscle strains and sprains in your career. Um, Can you tell us the difference between a sprain and a strain? I feel like a lot of people um, use it, use the terms interchangeably and and they're not quite the same. No, they're not. So what a strain is, is when you tear tissue that's related to the muscle. Okay. And a sprain is when you tear tissue related to a ligament. Okay. So... A strain muscle or tendon, really, and sprain is related to the ligament. Got it. And you can strain and sprain pretty much any part of your body, correct? Yeah, any any part of your body that has muscle tissue, right? You can't. You're not probably gonna strain or sprain your your head. Yeah. Right. Your your cranium, but you know any part of your body that has muscle or ligament tissue, you can sprain or strain it. Got it. So are there any kind of activities that are more likely to lead to a sprain or strain? Oh, most certainly. The, the, the more dynamic activities are much more likely to lead to sprain or strain. Things like, you know, basketball or soccer or uh, even tennis. Um, now, with that said, I would say probably half of my sprain or strains that come into the clinic are people doing normal activities. Okay. And the risk for those people is that, guess what? As we age and we do things and we decondition ourselves, our bodies are not as able to handle normal stuff on a regular basis. So it may be something as simple as walking off a curb and not paying attention 
Yeah. Um, so it's all about whether your body is prepared to handle the forces that you're putting on it. Okay. So is there any way to prevent these strains and sprains? I know obviously for sports, at least we try to do usually a warm up or stretching beforehand, but for like those people that really aren't doing sports and they're just doing their going about their everyday lives, how do we prevent strains and sprains from walking off a curb? Well, I prefer not to use the word prevent. Okay. How, you know, we can, we can mitigate it by having some level of conditioning. Um, the key is, 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 is your body not being prepared to, to do certain things, right? That's why you hear about weekend warriors getting hurt the first yeah. time they go back out because their body hasn't done this in a long time and they're just going out willy-nilly and, and going out and playing something and they get hurt. Well, it's good to kind of maintain some level of physical activity so that you can av- help try and avoid some of these things on a regular basis. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if so if you do happen to end up with a sprain or a strain, one, how do you figure out if it's a sprain or a strain versus a break? What are going to be the differences in symptoms? Well, the differences are with a break, the swelling is likely to be a little bit greater. Okay. And you may feel a snap or a popping uh, sensation. Sometimes, though, you can't tell the difference as a layman. And that's when you would need to maybe come into the clinic and get evaluated. Yeah. So if I think that I probably have a sprain in my foot, not totally, or I sprained my foot, I'm not totally sure whether it's a sprain or a strain. Should I try a couple of things at home um, for treatment before coming into medical care? Or at what point would I seek out medical care for that injury? Well, my suggestion is, is number one, if you feel like you can't use it at all, then you need to come in. Okay. If you have heard a snap or a popping sound or you feel a snap or a pop, you need to come in. Okay. Now, if that's not the case and you can kind of kind of use the injured area, but it still hurts to use it, yes, then you can try a few things. One thing that we would recommend at home is to rest it, to ice it, to compress, and to elevate, right? Mm-hmm. That's that we uh that is a uh, what's it called? I'm I'm looking for the term for what is it called? A synonym? Not synonym. Uh, but, um, like an acronym. Acronym. Yeah. 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 Rice. Uh, yeah. Don't forget rice. rice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that's one general way to manage it on your own, even if you come in or even after you leave the clinic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and then aside from rice, are there any other kind of secret tips that you, like if your kids sprain something, what would you have them do at home before committing? Yes. So years and years ago, anytime somebody hurt themselves, the, the treatment would be to immobilize it. Okay. Well, now we know that that's not the way to do it, right? That's not the way to speed healing. You do, you do want to immobilize it and anything that hurts, don't do it. But mm-hmm. if you can move it in a pain-free range of motion, motion then that's what you want to do. Because you're going to speed up healing. You're going to speed blood flow to the area without doing any damage to the tissue. And you'll be back on your horse a little sooner than you would be otherwise. Okay. And how long does it usually take to recover from a strain or a sprain? That depends. There's grades of sprain strains, right? There's grade one, which is relatively minor. And I would say um, the healing time, the, the complete healing time is roughly about four weeks. Okay. Um, but you'll feel a lot better after two generally. 
then there's a grade two, which is a little more significant. That means that the tear is larger. Yeah. Um, grade one, the tear might be less than 50% of the tissue. A grade two, the tear might be greater than 50% of the tissue. That's just a general way to think about it. And then a grade three is a complete rupture of whatever tissue it is. So, so a complete rupture may actually require surgery, right? Well, that would be a grade three. Yeah. So I would say between four and eight weeks for complete healing of a grade one to three, if they don't require surgery. Um, but if they require surgery, the, the healing time may be longer. Okay. And in those two to, or the four to eight weeks, how, what kind of activities can you do? I know a lot of people, especially our sports people, they want to jump right back into basketball or whatever it is as soon as they start to feel a little bit better. <laughs> what would you tell them? So, like I said, I would love for them to do motion that doesn't cause pain. Okay. So any motion that you can do that doesn't cause pain is the way to go. Um, in addition to that, you can um, compress and ice, particularly at bedtime. You know, sometimes people will ice two or three times a day, but then they'll start walking again and they've kind of wasted 20 minutes of their day because the blood just rushes right back into the area. So it's probably a good idea to ice when you know you're not going to go right out and do an activity or move it around. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but for example, let's say you sprain your ankle. I love to recommend stationary bike riding because you're getting a great amount of blood flow to the area, but you're not doing any damage to the tissue. And that goes for hips, that goes for knees, that goes for a lot of things. Stationary bike riding is one of the, one of the activities that I prescribe a lot for people who sprain things. Cool. And so you've said you've used ice a lot. Um, I know a lot of people turn to heating pads and things like that for, for back sprains in particular. Is that something you wouldn't recommend? I, I, if you're going to do heat, you need to, you need to bookend it with ice. Okay. So let's say for example, cause heat makes it feel better in the moment, but you've got tons of inflammation and what heat does is keep the inflammation going. Mm -hmm. So you want to book in that heat. If you're going to do heat, you need to book in it with ice. So let's say you're going to do heat. You want to do ice first, then heat, and then ice again. Now, most of the times I just recommend ice, especially if it's a back injury. Yeah. Because the inflammation and the pain is a lot greater. And if you, if you do put heat on it, you're just going to keep that inflammation going. And back injuries are a little more complicated and a lot harder to manage than just an ankle sprain. Right. So how, how are these sprains and strains diagnosed by a provider? If I do end up coming in, what's the first thing you're going to do to figure out which stage I'm at as far as that sprain or strain goes? Well, what I'm going to do depends on the nature of the injury. So the first thing is to get a great history, right? And then the second thing is to, and this is for me and people who are trained in sports injuries. I've been doing this for a long time. So I can fairly accurately diagnose a a what ligament it might be, what type of injury it is, just from doing some orthopedic tests. Yeah. Now, that's a skill that requires training and, and experience. Most providers aren't able to do that. You'll have MDs that are trained in sports injury or have a fellowship that are great at it. Orthopedists are great at it. And chiropractors are great at it. Mm -hmm. um, so, so the second thing would be if it's a traumatic injury and there's a possibility of a fracture, we would, we would consider x-ray, um, just to rule out fracture. Um, 
Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I do want to just kind of um, end with, if you if you do have a strain or a sprain and it's been a couple of days, you're really feeling like it's it's not getting much better and you're not sure where to go from there. That's kind of a point in which you would you would definitely seek out medical care, correct? Absolutely. If it's not getting better at the rate you you think it should, um, it's it's absolutely appropriate to seek medical care. Yeah, I, I forgot that. I should have mentioned that earlier. Sorry. No, no, no. You're great. Um, so so thanks again for being here for all of your helpful tips. We always love having you. Um, I, I do want to just make sure our listeners know that you do have your own podcast called Mac and Feek. Uh, it's our awesome DCNP Steve Mac uh, works with Rafiq Sanford, who is one of our um, great regional managers at Next Level Urgent Care, and they talk about a variety of topics every week, not all health-related, uh, mostly newsworthy kind of topics, and they'll be up on YouTube shortly, so be on the lookout for those. Do you have anything else you'd like to add before we hop off? No, that's it. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being on Health Explained. We'll see you next time. Awesome. You have a good one. 